Hello, and good morning on another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and this time, we're going over the special features of Season 3. Be prepared for our hot takes, our summaries, our overall ratings, and just another great episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral on this beautiful Chicago morning. I'm David, and joining me are Charlie and Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie. It's 8.50 p.m. in <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> and joining you over from New York, it's Nick on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> See, Nick played along. <laughs> I, I, I got it. Listen, Charlie's not on outro duty, so it's fine. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for uh, when we rotate this, <laughs> when we rotate the order again. Oh, they don't have to follow David's intros anymore. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. going to have to go back and check with the, the episode ones of each season to see what we haven't done yet, because there is a, a, a very finite number of combinations we can do. There are very, very few com- combos. Um, in um, fact, I would say there's only two. Um, <laughs> doing doing some brief math in my head i believe there's only two this is why you're still working on your masters nick and charlie and i aren't in school anymore <laughs> now we're in the school of life oh fuck that uh, school <laughs> can i go back sure david listen university doesn't care how old you are just a few of money can i have none of the work required to do a master's but the same schedule of a master um, student? Yes, that's called being unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You, you've done that already, and you hated it. <laughs> Listen, if I could be happily unemployed, that's different from being unhappily unemployed. That's that's called uh, being so rich. What, yeah, so what you're what looking want. for? What you're looking for is being a shitty master student. What no, I'm no. hoping for is winning the lottery and getting to retire <laughs> at ah. this age. Okay, David, you know what the amazing thing that Stop Asian Hate highlighted? What? That there is a, a large amount of people out there with a huge Asian kink. You can find yourself a sugar mama. I knew that already, but it's only for Asian women. Listen, no, in the dating... No. Yes, in the dating hierarchy... Well, it's the dating hierarchy. Is Dude, you definitely assume... Asian you... women are on top for, for uh, like people's interest in females. And then Asian men are at the bottom when it comes to interest in men. No, I'm not talking about dating. I'm literally talking about those sugar baby websites where you sign up to get like a sugar parental figure. That's dating. That's like... No, it's, it's an escort service with extra steps. If... <laughs> uh, it's, it, Charlie, I will... Charlie, David, I will say it falls somewhere in between the two things that you guys have said. Uh, there, yeah, what I'm saying is there's no market for me there. <laughs> I'm sure we can. So, David, go make your market. If there's one thing (laughs) there's a lot of supply of in the world, it's Han Chinese men. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. If there's one thing the market is oversaturated with, it's it's my ethnic, like my ethnic and my gender specifically combination. It's uh, unfortunate for you. (laughs) Yeah, that really sucks to be you. Yeah, I can't be a sugar baby man. Uh, well, know, besides that's, that's being sad about, besides being sad about not being able to get a, a sugar mama, what has everyone been up to? 
Uh, I guess we all saw each other in person. We did. I, we did all see each other in person last weekend. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. that was um, nice. Yeah. We, we, we played some D&D together. David got a Lego Pikachu. I built the Lego Pikachu. From, David like, did build a Lego Pikachu. Very kind mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. It, it was me and my girlfriend. <laughs> it wasn't Nick. No, it was not Nick. Nick got me a uh, Pikachu last year. <laughs> did. So, I'm surprised I, I, Nick I is willing the, to I talk started about the Pikachu trend. I'm willing. I'm surprised Nick like goes near Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, just as a topic. I am. I am a little bit surprised as well. But I guess as long as he has isn't traumatized by Detective Pikachu, that's a good thing. Listen, that movie. That movie was on in the background. I legitimately remember absolutely none of it. Um, <laughs> that. That movie We're was playing in front of my a... eyes. There was no there was no content that was making its way into my brain. We're laughing at such a terrible moment in Nick's life. Like Oh, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> well, you you're you're you move past it though. Like all you're, exactly. you're onto a much happier point in your life, stressing yeah. over your thesis. Yeah, exactly. upwards and onwards. Definitely, you want to you want to move past the terrible moments in your life. Like, <laughs> don't want to dwell was, on them. That was that was a great moment because only David knew at that point out of the out of the three of us there too. Yeah, yep, yep. Charlie got to learn about it later and went, "Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> why did we stay? <laughs> why did we still watch the movie? Why didn't he say anything? We would have left." <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to ruin a movie for you guys. But you wouldn't have, because I could have gone back and seen it. We could have seen it it's, later. It's, it's important to note that I would have most likely been in that exact same state, whether we were in that movie theater or elsewhere. I mean, at least in the movie theater, Nick could have could be alone with his thoughts, and also That's... like in the dark, no one to like <laughs> bother him. Time to digest, right? Yeah, that's fair. So Nick doesn't oh. drink either, so like I don't know what our plan of attack would have been. I, David, on the walk back to my house, we said, Nick, I know you don't drink or do drugs, but I have both alcohol and pot at my house if you want it. Yeah, and he turned us down. And then, and then I decided I'd go for a walk for a little while, and you guys got concerned like 20 minutes later and came looking for me. Because you were like, oh, I'm going to go for a stroll around the block, and my block is not that big. <laughs> it was great. We went, <laughs> we should go find him just to make sure he hasn't wandered off somewhere. At eleven thirty at night, wandered into the street, <laughs> laid down in front of a bus stop. It's um, fortunately not close to there yet. You know, in a Victoria time, Victorian era, like people Victoria would, time, <laughs> people would uh, commit suicide by just walking to the sea. Yeah, that's a, a kind of a baller move, though. Really, <laughs> that would suck. That would suck so much. The problem with that one is that I remember reading an anecdote from like a famous author who uh, like had depression and his novel didn't sell well. So he walked into the sea and he was like, yeah, and then I got to the sea where the sea took me. And then I realized, oh, fuck, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> and you have to at that so- point swim back in a raging sea because <laughs> you have to go far out for the sea to like take you. Take you. Yeah. 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 But. 
Regardless, Nick made it through Detective Pikachu and got to today where he was like, hey, I have a programming question for you guys, and then asked us a math question. <laughs> I did, and then also I found a possible answer to it, but it's still not working. I'm on, like, solution number, like, five. Jeez. Um, I think you just gotta talk to, to our Time to make mutual... a stack overflow account. You just gotta talk to our math major friend and ask him some questions. Would it, he know anything you know, about matrix I... manipulation? Uh, he he certainly knows some of the stuff. It's unfortunate that I likely will not be able to get a hand of, a hold of him tonight, from the looks of it. Oh, nice. Uh, well, considering wow. he's still not uh, not back online, um... has he been murdered? <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> who knows? Hey, he at least let me know beforehand. Uh... Wait, who hasn't let you know? Uh, well, I didn't let you know that I was going on a date that one time and then disappeared for a night. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, that's think... turned into a long-term relationship. So, yeah, it has, and yeah. and they missed their chance to murder me. They they had a solid like eighteen hours. Um, uh, yes, audience. If you ever go out on a date with someone, please tell your friends uh when, like, where, and then also what time to expect a message or like you to arrive. Just be safe, regardless <laughs> of what sex or gender you are. Just be safe. Yeah. But hey, um. I've been working, and that's about it. So the, we've caught you up on what we've done since we last recorded. We have yes, relatively it, boring lives at the moment. Char Charlie, Charlie has alluded to everything that has happened in my life in the last week. Um, Detective Pikachu oh. was not in this week. No. Fortunately, no. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my puppy like got shake in like two Hey, oh. nice. She had she a paw. I really thought for half a second there when you said my puppy got shake, I thought, what disease is shake and how bad <laughs> is your puppy feeling right now? <laughs> my puppy got the shakies. <laughs> my puppy got the shake. It's where they learn to shake. <laughs> it's, where the, it's where they learn how to shake and then won't stop doing it. My cat no. knows shake. Your cat's a food-motivated demon. Yes. Yes, he is. He knows many <laughs> tricks thanks to his food motivation. <laughs> Hey, it's better to be food motivated than not food motivated. I mean, for a cat, though, it kinda, it's kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, right. Anyhow, we are here to talk about a recap of season three of Fringe, mm -hmm. the special features, what our favorite Fringe elements and favorite episodes were, and David's predictions for season four. Yes, I have that already. I'm excited. Um, uh, shall we start off with the special features? Because we just watched those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which uh, one do you want to go into first? Uh, let's go by order that they are in the folder I have them in. So animating the episode 19. Ah, uh, yes. So animating the episode 19 is essentially the uh, studio that worked on uh, the animated portions of episode 19. So when they go into Olivia's mind and they have the whole dreamscape, essentially a inception. And it's done in that like 3D CGI animation style, like heavily sh shaded and stylized. Well, um, specifically when we meet William Bell, because yes. Leonard Nimoy had retired. And, you know, respecting his retirement, they just asked him to voice act, you know, yep. normal. Uh, they do reference a 2008 foreign film called Waltz with Bashir. Which, which was uh, a documentary, I believe, is what they said. Yeah, as an inspiration for the style, which I can see. And what I've heard is very, very good. Yeah, hmm. I can imagine. It kind of looks to me like a C the thing I got recommended or reminded of was Archer. For yes, just the art style Archer of the characters, though it's not 2D, but like 
the character resembles, I think, Archer's art style very much. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It was funny, though, because they had the two main producers on talking about, oh, well, we did Brown Betty last year. Next year, we'll do like episode nine or something just because it's too predictable now. And then in season four, spoilers, it's episode 19 again. Because <laughs> yes. they are Shocking. predictable. <laughs> Shockingly, they keep it as episode 19. Um, um, what's the studio name who ended up working on it? Because they worked on a lot of other things as Zoic. well. Zoic Studios. They have done a lot yeah. since this. Um, apparently, they worked on Buffy. And before but I can't, this. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what on they've done. A lot of work for Marvel, though. Mm-hmm. I guess at this point, what film and VFX studio hasn't? Yeah, that's fair. Because they have um, multiple things in post production at the same time. Like, yeah, they they do have a full reel for all the stuff mm-hmm. they've done for Marvel, which includes a lot of stuff from um, Age of Ultron. Yeah. But they're also like they're also just like a special effects uh, company, yeah. right? They don't just do animation. It, but yeah, it was... it's a lot of VFX stuff. They have like a commercial reel. They all their stuff looks really good. They well, this episode well, stuff. for them this... to for them to be in business this long, I'd assume that yeah. they're you know yeah. well known and well well thought of. Um, I mean, in the industry, this episode didn't look bad, like animation wise. It definitely looks a little rushed um, because it... they gave rushed. them like eight weeks four to do weeks? it. Four weeks? No, four weeks. They got yeah, they four, four weeks, weeks to do total. Sixteen minutes of animation, which is insane. Which was originally planned to be twelve, and then the fucking one of the Zoic guys has a line that I absolutely hate. Who is just like, yeah, you just, we can't, we, when we do a project like this, we just say yes to everything, even though it kills our team. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Especially nowadays <laughs> where crunch is such a, like, uh, hot button topic for, like, studios and game studios. It's just like, please, please don't kill your workers. Please don't <laughs> kill your employees. Listen, we understand that there are new people graduating that can take the, like, burned out husks of your employees and you can just fire those ones. But, like, stop doing that. It's not good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Isn't didn't Amazon announce recently that they're running out of people to work for, like to hire, because they're just they're burning through everyone. They're burning wow, through Jeff, everyone, who... and they're not like their hiring practices. They're not targeting enough people now. Like they're too strict. Well, they also have a weird. I know Amazon specifically has a policy where they the managers have to fire someone like every quarter or something. Like, really, they have to fire someone specifically jesus i know one guy wrote a blog post about turning it down because he wanted to like game stuff on the side yeah and the um the contract he was proposed to sign was like yeah anything you make has to use aws and we get to use it and put it on our app store for free and we get an unlimited license to use it Mm -hmm. and you can't have anyone else work on it unless they're a direct relative or they work for us and he's like, yeah. um, no. So sadly, so that's that's more strict than some, but sadly, those IP rights, um, that, yeah. like you basically sign away your IP rights when you work a lot, on a bunch yeah, of Yeah, a lot of a lot of tech companies have that. Anything you work on in your free time, we oh, also no, own. He was, contract, he, he was but like, it's the other stuff like, that's I, ridiculous. He was like, I understand that like, I won't technically own this IP or I won't own mm-hmm. some parts of it, but it was, he has to develop it using amazon's game platform yeah they're weird tools and shit he can't collab with anyone on it unless they work at amazon yeah or the regular relatives just marry and divorce every single one of the people you want to work with then they're technically direct relatives excuse you charlie said blood relatives 
<laughs> I, I don't know is if it, it specifically spouses. blood or direct. I don't know if it included spouses. That'd be even funnier if it didn't include spouses. Uh. <laughs> what if you do a blood pact with someone? <laughs> Does that count then? No, then you just both end up with herpes. Oh, that's fair. Listen, um, I got their AIDS, therefore we're blood brothers now. <laughs> back on but yeah, topic. Yeah, this special think... feature is seems to just be mostly everyone patting themselves on the back, really. And hey, yes. that animation studio really needs to pat themselves on the back. Yeah, because, hey, it turned out pretty well. They talked about how much problems they were having with the rendering, which is it's a lot to fucking render in for two weeks and then get the compositing uh, done and then render that. Well, it was also... Yeah, imagine the... that on 2010 machines instead of 2020 or yeah. 2021 machines. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, this they also mentioned the inspiration for doing the animation was Leonard Nimoy had, quote-unquote, retired. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to respect that, but also not respect it by getting him to do voice acting work, which he apparently was very excited about that he didn't have to act and be in front of a camera. So this was their well, workaround. It yeah, I assume fine. I assume they didn't go to Leonard Nimoy and demand him to do the voice work. I assume they asked. Yeah, they went. Hey, we got this cool concept. Can can you help us out? Maybe. <laughs> well, it's it's. I'm sure that's why he uh, he died at the end of season two. Was oh, 100%. He was like, yo, I'm retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Still nice to like hear his voice and sort of see him, like, yeah. albeit not actually yeah. him, but like to see William Bell's character and interacting because William Bell is such a major player to the French mythology and the French story. It'd be a shame to lose him yeah. um, entirely. And this was sort of a nice um, closing on the loop of his story. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's okay, though, David. Uh, season five is entirely young William Bell. That's that's what season five is. Listen, I have some pre- predictions. <laughs> okay, we're also going to get those so I can write those down. Yeah. Uh, next up was constructing an extrasensory soundscape, which was a lot of, hey, look, we wrote these character themes. But it really just seems like, hey, here's the piano piece with strings in the background that I wrote for this one scene. Hey, kind of cool. Did... The music infringes okay. The strings are good, but this really wasn't anything special. I don't think I ever notice the soundtrack. Like, definitely Fringe has some absolutely fantastic um, sound effects and, like, soundscaping for that. Like, their um, sound design is absolutely excellent. But the actual soundtrack, I think, is a little weak because it just fades into the background. Like, they're playing all the different themes for characters, and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these. Yeah, I wanted I did this... really I did really like that they um they have like like they bring they bring in like an entire like string orchestra to like do things. Um Yeah. And that it's was like, cool. hey, here's the stuff. Um let's let's see you guys do this together live. Yeah, uh, they they play the episode for all the the musicians and so I guess they can get their timing down, hit mm-hmm. specific beats, which is cool. But I wanted this more to be here's the sound engineering process we go through where it's like, let's look through the skip script oh we have beetles okay let's pull out the beetle sound effect okay this dude's bones dissolving what does that sound like and then designing that that would have been cool but this was okay i never really cared about the music the all the special features so far as well as season one and two have been very like surface level like none of them have dove down really deep into a lot of the process and that's a saying notably we skip the episode commentaries because we just don't really have the time yeah. True. So they may go into it more in depth there, but I kind of doubt it. And I will say the other thing that I sort of like 
noticed, like, specifically with these special features compared to the other two, we talked, like, we've been kind of, like, blown away in the past with, like, what, like, the prop department has done and the stunt and the stunt people. And there was none of that in this one. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really did. a real shame. They talked <laughs> about it in one of them later with uh, Burroughs' like, body double. Um, and that was they even Yeah, they kind of just skip right over that. They're like, oh, yeah, we made a body double of Lance Reddick. Yeah. And then like, and cut his leg in And we could not find two of the special features plus the like episode-related stuff. So it could be yeah. in there. Audience, I apologize. If it's all in there and this entire statement sounds just hilariously wrong, I apologize. Listen, uh, if we couldn't find it, neither could you, motherfuckers. No, well, <laughs> Unless well, I no. want to buy someone, the Blu-ray. Someone has a Blu-ray copy. Someone has a Blu-ray copy. <laughs> we um, only have access to and, the DVDs, unfortunately. And I bow down to the people with the Blu-ray copies. I apologize in advance, but it is not me right now. We could uh, get a so... Blu-ray copy for 100 bucks. Actually, Jesus <sighs> Christ. Oh all five seasons, 100 bucks. Whoa, all five. Four. Okay, that's a lot okay. better. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Not just this season. <laughs> The way it's you 100 said that, bucks David. per season. $500. <laughs> do you want a PS5 or do you want Fringe? <laughs> I was like, I, I know a place I could steal the Blu-ray copies of seasons <laughs> 2 through 5. But, but I need the PS5 to watch my Fringe Blu-rays. <laughs> Too bad, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, next up is Secrets of Fringe, The First People which is them trying oh to explain the first people. God. And it's the most rage-inducing nonsense bullshit we've ever heard. So a lot of the time when we're watching these special features, we'll just talk over it and like just to have like our little commentary and our thoughts to explain it. We had to pause this one because of something they said and discuss it for a bit. Because So it's a brief interaction with the, the bookkeeper early in season three where he explains the first people were the first humans to evolve on this planet. And he specifically says before dinosaurs, which sounds well, fantastic. No, not even first humans, first Homo sapiens. Like they, they use the same species designation. Yes. yes. My apologies. First Homo sapiens. And then the producers get talking. They're like, oh, is, like, is there evidence to indicate that no. we're not the first humans to evolve on no. this planet? Specifically. He said, there's a lot of evidence to show that we're not the first here. And I was like, wait, so, what? <laughs> so so one thing that I kind of want to like bring up really, really carefully um, about this sort of stuff. So th- there were there were people at the time, like specifically around like 20, like probably 2008 to like 2012, 2013 or so that were like, yeah, look, there's like this like possible like stuff. And it was like sort of, it feels like it was the start of like how we got all these people on like flat earth and those conspiracies is like, there were people at the time being like, yeah, see, and just making wild claims like this. Oh um, no, there was out in the air. The the wildest ones I've heard, the wildest ones I've heard are the kind of the, the pro colonials or pro colonization people who they're like, oh, look, there is a massive, never-before-discussed or evidence-seen land bridge connecting mainland Europe to North America. And so we all originated from Europe, so we can't colonize North America because we already colonized it. So you can't be mad that we killed the natives. Oh, my fucking God. And, like, there's um, that those people but, out there, and everyone's like, no, that's not how that fucking happened. The land bridge but, you're talking about couldn't have, have existed in the period you're talking about. 
But but what I'm what I'm trying to state from this is that the sort of like hey we don't know and sort of like the mystifying of these sort of things um, that like specifically come from this came from this age <laughs> I feel like that directly caused a bunch of the bullshit yes. that we have now. I There's, will agree. Dude, you have no proof that humans didn't evolve before dinosaurs. I will agree exactly. that people that people took the scientific method and the like always be curious like like ideology and thought process and twisted it to doubt everything yeah which is not what that is supposed to be (laughs) there's this like beautiful mystification of like science that happened in that in that sort of period and it fucked us up for and it's gonna do it for like 10 years so i think that (laughs) that's optimistic the the fall of the replication paper as well didn't help i don't think i think the push towards everyone fighting and urging for every scientific paper to be published to be something new and noteworthy doesn't help for that because then you get those weird like random scientific like oh yeah we did this weird experiment to prove this and it's like oh also there's the fact that um you cannot you basically can't get um negative results published yeah like just period yeah. like, which is oh, so bad it's that, so bad <laughs> i think that has that has helped contribute to this as well it just like like i i so i understand papers like you don't want to publish negative results but we should legitimately have papers that just publish negative results yeah it should be because negative results is, in the field of blah and that is, there should be a paper for that because well, and that it would have in, a decent impact factor we great. need that, and we need replication studies. We need to, like, redo studies all the time. Like, we should just be taking studies that have already been done and trying to replicate them and redo them to prove that, yes, what they found back, like, ten years ago is still correct or correct or whatever. We, uh, it's... My frustration no, with the scientific community and where that has all gone has really pushed me away from wanting to do academia. But yeah, yeah negative, so the producers yeah. of Fringe are idiots for saying that humans could have evolved before dinosaurs because there's so many things wrong with it. I, I, just to angrily get us back on track. So many things wrong yes. with that statement. I would believe in God more <laughs> than that concept. <laughs> I can believe in a benevolent, omnipotent God more than I can believe in humans evolving, then getting killed, dinosaurs coming, and then humans re-evolving. <laughs> Humans evolving, but again, um, it's great because they that part that pisses me off. Sure, maybe there could have been some intelligent, like crazy, crazy thing. Sure, maybe there could have been some intelligent life, but it definitely wasn't humans. Definitely Uh, was not Homo sapiens. What the fuck, fringe writers? More than likely, wasn't mammals. That's like, (laughs) but hey, it's it's okay. We're we're through that one now. I legitimately that feels like all we need to say about that. Uh, Well, no, there's there's the ending bit where. Some interviewers asking them, like, oh, oh yeah. how does this affect the universes? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know the apple symbol with two fetuses? Maybe the two universes were originally one. Who fucking knows? Which sounds like they're making it up as they go along. And then the interviewer's like, hey, what, what about creating a third universe by merging the two universes back together? And they just get really quiet, and that's where it ends. Well, no, they get really quiet, and then one of them goes, man, that would be something. No, <laughs> no, the cool. interview. The interviewer goes, I think that would be really cool. And they're oh. both silent. And then they look <laughs> down in a way. And then it ends. So oh. there's been a lot of criticism with people who do reviews and like critics of stuff uh, being very negative about the things they review. But I think that's just a side effect of being like having to do deep dives in this kind of shit. Like it's hard not to be negative. 
when you're bombarded there, with this there kind are definitely stuff. things where we can be super positive and be like wow that was super cool like specifically when we've talked about this stuff in the past once again prop department yes <laughs> stunt people we've we've like been like wow that was incredible or season one with the first episode the pilot episode and how Man, insane that pilot was that so entire fucking undertaking. cool yeah yeah, yeah. how insane I, that undertaking was <laughs> i think it's I think it's easier to see, like, if you love a project or you love uh, a piece of work so much, which I think Nick and I definitely have very strong nostalgic factor for Fringe. It's a show we grew up with. It's a show, personally, I love a lot. And I'm hoping you, David, are getting kind of a lot of enjoyment out of watching it. And, like, it's a fun show for you. I, I would I hope so after, entirely feel like work. after three seasons. Yeah. After three seasons and more than a year. <laughs> but it... It's so easy when you love something so much that the the flaws in it become super glaring. Yes. It's very like you, easy to be critical and then also because you love it so much, so you're not even yeah. saying how like you forget to mention the good points because to you like that's evident, right? Yeah. Like the writing, the characters are the character writing is still very excellent. Like that's definitely something the writers have. They've come a packed. long way with this. Yeah, the character writing is still very good. The overall plot writing is still pretty decent in, at times and like amazing at times as well. But it's just these it's it's because we're all science nerds, really, that we're having these issues when yeah. it like, comes down to these specific moments. Yeah, we're science nerds watching a sci-fi show um, where people are trying to make people like, you know, spark people's imagination and we'll take creative liberties. And sometimes we get pissed off at those creative liberties. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes they then try and back up those creative liberties and us now 10 years in the future are just shaking our fists backwards at them. Um. Yeah, uh, the last special effect is the unusual side effects, which is the gag reel, which is always fun. It's nice yep. to see the actor who plays Charlie Francis get angry at himself for fucking up takes and swearing. Um, <laughs> there's one where Lance Reddick says a line and immediately rolls his eye and like, rolls his eyes like that was the worst line read of my entire life. Uh, Joshua Jackson just looks like he has fun 24-7 on set. Like, he's always happy. Yep, basically. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. But yeah, no, the fun special effects. Then we watched um, the first and the third featurettes for uh, Duality of Yourself or something. Yeah. I forget what the feature was called. Because that is all we could find. Yeah, Yay! I, they exist. Just, we're sure of it. It was just the actors talking about... Um, Playing different versions of their yeah. characters and how interesting that is. Like, the choices you made. I think, honestly, they gave Anna Torv the fucking hardest job. Because she's playing an alternate version of her character who is trying to pretend to be her character. And then Whilst she's playing a wig. Her, then she's playing her character who has been mind washed to think she's her other character. And then yeah, the gets her ones, original memories back and has to pretend to, to be, be that character. Her other character. We, we, <laughs> Leave Anatorv alone, guys. Like, what the fuck? I, I will say, we, we jerk off John Noble a lot, but Anator, that was th this, the performance throughout this entire season is pretty insane based off yeah. of all of that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, like we, we, we sing the praises of John Noble at every opportunity, but Anator put in one hell of a, an effort this entire season. Yeah, um, she's crazy good. And yeah. I wish Mindhunter went longer than it did. We'll get to see her in The Last of Us. Yeah, are you so excited for that? It's gonna be so good, I'm sure. I never I'm played sure. any. Who's she gonna of... get cast as? They Who already knows? announced it. She's gonna be oh, a Tess. Tess. 
Um, she's oh, okay. a Ooh, minor test, character. Test. She's a minor character in like the first part. Oh, okay. Um, I'm more honestly TV wise. I'm most excited for the Wheel of Time series that's coming out in November. <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking oh, no. good. You were oh, so no. fucking yelling hyped. about those books. Yeah, but if it's a TV show, they can skip those moments. No, it'll be a 15-minute establishing know? shot about the party's sleeping arrangements. What if, what if it's just Lord of the Rings, but twice as long, but as a TV show? Um, I would honestly Amazon love is that, making though. that. Amazon is making that. <laughs> They've already Ugh. announced season two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hyped. I, I'm going to force you guys to watch it, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it going to only have five seasons, David? I don't know if I can watch shows that have more or less than five seasons. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. They could. Do, there's 15 <laughs> books. Um, Jesus. All right, so all... as long as they keep it to three, three books a, a season, then we're fine. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, only like 3,000 pages? Uh... <laughs> Oh, and then uh, the other featurette was talking about the machine and was just them kind of talking about how nice it was to have this plot device that had some mystery about it and they can build an Mm -hmm. arc around it. And yeah, it was fine. And and us getting the funny shots of them not having, you know, the the actors obviously not having the machine in the shot because it was CGI. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Some some So someone yelling, machine! (laughs) Yeah. To cue them to go look to the machine. And them going, ooh, ah. <laughs> ooh, machine. Uh, what a cool machine. <laughs> All right, Peter, you're going to reach your hand forward. The machine is going to reject you, and you are going to get thrown backwards. <laughs> and he's like, okay, um, oh, who's the good director? Akiva? Akiva? Yeah, I think that was Akiva. Eh, Akiva usually handles the uh, season ends. I don't know if that was him in that featurette, though. Um, Akiva did not handle the season end. Um, really? Actually, no, that's not true. He did The Day We Died, um, but he did not do um, 602 or The Last Sam Weiss. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, the director Well, yeah, he didn't do set... The Last Sam Weiss because it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> nah, that was a fun episode. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> well, speaking of the episodes... Um... I guess it's time to do our episode recap. Yes, um, I posted the name of every episode in the Discord, so we can quickly go off. Yeah. All um, right. Um, so we start off with the season one opener, Olivia. Yep. Season three opener. Excuse you. That's <laughs> uh, what I said. The episode one, season three opener. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's Olivia, and this is um, the episode where we are um, brought to the other universe, um, and universe. Olivia escaping um, from her holding cell, where we learn that uh, Blue Universe Olivia uh, has been trapped over here, um, and her trying to make her way home. Um, she meets our, our favorite cab driver, Henry, um, mm-hmm. and uh, creates some Stockholm Syndrome. Um, and eventually, um, is captured, sort of, but her mind has, she, well, she's been brainwashed. The explanation so. is the adrenaline causes the mind-washing drug to fully affect her, and she believes no, 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 she's no, now. It's not, it's not mind-washing drug, it's Olivia's, it's full Olivia's memories. Remember, yeah. they, they injected the, 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 the memories in there. Yeah. With, they injected full Olivia's white blood cells into Olivia. Yes. 
and the adrenaline help them cross the the blood brain barrier. <laughs> can, so so can I also just bring up a hundred percent of the reason why they said white blood cells? Um, because there's a type of uh, immune. <laughs> uh immune cell called the memory t cell um, yes but that has nothing to do with actual <laughs> memories nah david that's the memory cell look at it the memory t- oh fucking hell <laughs> i promise you that's what they were thinking i promise you that's what they were thinking and i love it uh who who knows um back in blue universe uh folivia and peter kind of start resume we don't uh, have to go this into yeah. detail about it. Yeah. Like uh, Peter and Olivia start having a relationship. Yeah. And that sort of ends there with um, our Olivia trapped in that universe and Folavia basically infiltrating uh, Blue oh. Universe. But don't yeah. forget, man that we've forgotten about, Thomas Jerome Newton is in the start of the season um, helping oh, Folavia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's reporting um, to uh, Folavia. Uh, yeah, I, I, I put Folavia's the... His- I put the fringe element for this episode down as alternate universes and memory manipulation because there's not really a strong fringe element. I think the memory manipulation yeah. would be this one here is what I would say because that makes yeah. the most sense. Okay. Uh, next episode, uh, The Box. The Tom, box. Thomas Jerome Newton is meeting with Olivia. They're trying to find a uh, secret item of some sort. Uh, the people that Thomas Jerome Newton hired to go d- dig up the item were supposed to be killed. They don't end up being killed. Uh, therefore, well, no, French team most of, finds of them it. do, except for one of them. One of them who's <laughs> deaf. Right. Their brains yes. all get melted, except for one guy who's yeah. deaf. Uh, eventually, some dude starts to use Thomas Jerome starts using the uh, box to kill people. Uh, uh, well, they the, eventually the, manage to figure out how to stop this by by deafening themselves, and it, they sort of find the weird item, which is yeah, a, a component of Walternate's Doomsday Machine because they don't mm-hmm. know it's the machine yet. And then also William Bell's will is read, and Walter becomes a sole shareholder of massive Which we dynamic. Have so many problems with, but um, we will move on. The fringe element is the sonic brain melting box and the machine. Yes. Yep. Uh, episode three, we're starting to see a pattern now. We go red, blue, red, blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red universe, our favorite episode, the plateau, where a man becomes smarter than a machine. Oh, it's this fucking episode. It's this one. Um, a bunch. Don't of... worry, David. You you just called this episode completely fine. Well, we yeah, were you said the, you uh, said, oh, features. this was a good episode. I, it was it was a good episode <laughs> in the moment until the ending, which is this is a man who gets very smart through a drug trial. They try to take him off the drug trial. He doesn't want it, so he kills every single person using his super big brain. Uh, big brain he calculates plays. accidents. He calculates accidents by dropping uh, pens, which, which apparently they which, don't which have. Which was super fun to watch because we got to see the like sort of like his thoughts on those sort of things. It was it a fun essentially from it side. felt like um limitless. <laughs> yes. yes, for this and was, limitless was, was limitless, awesome. But... <laughs> yeah, it was lim- uh, limitless, but one episode, and also the man the 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 ending for it is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends with him becoming so smart that the only one who can talk to him is a computer. Oh, um, but and then notably, he fucks the computer. Notably, he uh, he only gets caught because he can't predict Olivia's actions because she does something that Folivia never would have in this because which is not slow down in the amber zone to take oxygen because yep. she doesn't know about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we get our first signs that Olivia is gaining her memories back. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, we go back to Blue Universe for Do Shapeshifters Dream of Electric Sheep, which is an episode I spoiled last. Uh, special, a special effects yes. or special features episode. 
This is the one Oops. I was thinking of. This that one's got a fun removed. episode. That got removed from the release <laughs> yeah. podcast episode. Still, still spoiled it for Charlie or for David, though. It's All fine. it was, it was, it was a pretty obvious thing that was going to happen. Yeah. I think all Charlie spoiled was like, oh, yeah, there was a scene where ta- like they, they humanized... talked about the shapeshifters, and the shapeshifters were like, but yeah, but I love my family, and it's like, yeah, I could see that coming from a mile away when yeah. they introduced shapeshifters. Uh, the French team discovers that shapeshifters have infiltrated some higher power positions. Broyles' like senator friend is revealed to be a shapeshifter. Um, they're gonna go through his brain and find stuff. Thomas Jerome Newton is like, can't let that happen. Got to activate this cop. And then he's like, hey, kill your family. And the cop shapeshifter's like, but I don't want to kill my family. I have a son. He's mm-hmm. like, you're broken, but cool. Uh, the fringe team then finds out that shapeshifters have a memory drive like dinosaurs near their ass in the base of the spine. Uh, Folivia recovers the drive and Newton gets captured and she gives Newton a suicide ship. And he's like, you're getting too close to Peter. Remember the mission. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to die now. Uh, and then Folivia and Peter bang. Yep, and that is the also the end of Thomas Jerome Newton. Yeah, what he lasted an yes. anticlimactic ending to a season <laughs> villain. I Jesus would, Christ! I would I would also like to briefly point out because the the page that I'm on right now has the like viewers the viewership per episode. Uh-huh. So from episodes two through four, um, we stick right around five point two million, and then after episode four, this episode we drop four hundred thousand people down to four point eight. Jeez. <laughs> that's they must have bumped the time slot again then yeah or people just um, saw that episode and went i don't have to keep watching this <laughs> so so what actually happened is that the original air date for episode four was october 14th and then there was like a three-week break until november uh, 4th when the next episode came out yeah that'll kill and, momentum uh, yeah fringe fringe got fucked by this it looks like like just looking at the air dates fringe kind of got screwed <laughs> Yeah, Fox does that though. Fox is Fox absolutely ruins their good shows through bad planning. Um next is Amber 31422. This is um, um us learning that the people in Amber are actually alive. Um yes. well, I was going to say it's Iceman and um oh, who did his brother play? Cuz they both played high profile roles in different franchises. Oh wait, uh Shapeshifter yeah. uh Fringe Element is going to be Shapeshifters, I believe. That's really Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we learn people trapped in Amber are still technically alive and can be resuscitated. A brother frees his twin, and we learn that the trapped brother was the good twin who wasn't doing bank robberies, and the free brother was the bad twin who was doing bank robberies, and he was going to go rob a bank, and the good brother was like, don't rob the bank. Oh, no, I'm in Amber because you rob banks using, like, walk-through wall technology. No. No. Um... Olivia figures all this out and she's hallucinating about Peter and he helps her be like, oh, wow, they're twins. I wonder what else is the same, like your doppelganger. Um, you know, there's always more than one of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Walter Nid is like, hey, come to this tank. Your doppel, I, totally not you, has the ability to cross over. We think you have the same one. It works, but Olivia gets all her memories back and is like, nope, didn't work. Didn't totally go to post 9-11 New York. Um, I have Fringe Element is Amber and Cross Universal Travel. This was yep. a fun episode for the family drama in it with the brothers. Yep. I liked that part of it. Yes. That was uh, really cool. The dynamic those two had, I thought, was pretty good. As being real yeah. life brothers as well. Yeah. Real life twins. Who the <laughs> fuck did the brother play? Wasn't he Lamplighter? Yes. He, one was Lamplighter, one was Iceman and Well, X-Men. it was it was Aaron Ashmore and his it was the brother. Ashmore twins, right? Yeah. Um, that's fucking yeah. lamplighter 
<laughs> you won't get that unless you've seen The Boys season two. <laughs> Uh, right, next is to, uh, uh, 6955 kilohertz. This is where there is some sort of magic number station that when people listen to it at a certain night, they get stricken with amnesia and they lose all their memories. Yes. Um, this is sort of an introduction uh, back to the first people where Peter and Olivia go talk to weird bookstore dude who is the last person I thought we would have seen again. Um, <laughs> and yeah. they find a book... Even, even, more, even more surprising than Brandon being a... Uh... Even more than Brandon. Even more than Brandon. <laughs> um, they find out that this number station is a signal left by the first people. They get a copy of the first people book. And they sort of... Astrid takes over because she's a skilled cryptographer. And they sort of investigate the information from the book. And they find another piece of the machine. Uh, this also heavily implies that the Red Universe had agents like they had the shapeshifters causing the memory loss signal on top of the first people's broadcast. Yes. I think that's what ended yes. up okay. happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want, um, they don't want our side to find the machine. So, yeah. Yeah. but Hey, our side decodes the stuff and finds the machine. And so massive dynamic is on the case to go dig up parts of the machine on the it's red side. It's crazy. If, uh, if, if the shapeshifters done that, then they wouldn't have found the machine. I think, yeah. no, didn't the shapeshifters want them to find the machine? Like, that's why they uh, gave no, Peter the, the first box the problem. The problem was, is that uh, the people were getting, the actual people who were listening to the number stations were getting close to figuring it out. Ah, okay, um, okay, okay. So the shapeshifters went and went, well, let's just make them all have amnesia. Um, <laughs> and then the yeah. French team went, and it was like, wow, Walter can solve this immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then in the red universe, Walternet tells Olivia like, "Hey, no more experiments are needed." And Peter's like, "That means you're going to die soon. You best find a way to get back home." Yeah, cuz Olivia's having weird hallucinations of Peter. Yep. And then yes. hey, next episode, Olivia tries to find a way back home, but before yep. she can do uh, that, a serial yeah. kidnapper/child killer named the Candy, the Candy Man, Man. uh the returns. Candy Man can. the and Candy it turns Man out can. Colonel Broyles has a son on this side who is kidnapped by the Candyman and is entirely disabled. He's like blind, sad. Um, yeah, we find out later that the Candyman is well, removing they find or absorbing. The first Candyman. Yeah, but they're removing or absorbing some sort of uh, energy it's the from the children. Gland, right? Yes, that makes it's them their... weakened and causes them to die. It's their um, it's their pituitaries because it fucks up their hormones and it makes mm -hmm. him a youth serum. Yes. That he ends up using it, and at first they think there's two people, uh, because there's an old man and a young man, and then they re later realize, oh no, shit, it's just the old man using the youth serum to turn into the young man. And then they realize, no, it was two people, because there's a priest who used to be a geneticist, yeah. and he trained somebody else. And, yeah, and he's also the person who finds the uh, children to get kidnapped or something. Yeah, but and... hey, Olivia saves Burles' son because he was a witness. Um, yeah. And Colonel Burles is like, I'll always remember this real Olivia. And she's like, how did you know my name? And then um, Olivia jumps into the sea and swims all of her way to the island or Liberty Island, where she gets back into the isolation tank and manages to jump to Blue Universe. And she leaves a message with a cleaning lady um, that ends up getting to Peter. Which is, hey, Olivia is still on the other side. And he's like, who did I just put my dick in? <laughs> But then um, hey, Olivia gets pulled out of the chamber and presumably gets captured. Yeah. The hey, French gentleman what? for this one is the youth serum, I guess. Yep. Yeah. 
hey, guess what? After sticking it around 4.8 um, uh, million viewers, we pop back up to 5.1 for the next episode. Oh. Uh, um, but only this... for the next episode. Only, oh. only one. And once again, that's because we have a two-week break between the episodes. What the fuck, um, Fox? <laughs> what is this podcast schedule? Uh, you... Fox fucked Fringe. Like... Next up, we have Entrada. Entrada? Entrada. Okay. Um, Folivia uh, learns her cover is blown and starts the extraction process. The fringe team scrambles to find her and find a way to get her back. They assume they need her because to do the swap, the mass needs to be the same. Yeah. Um, and hey, the Red Universe is way ahead on that because they're just going to kill Olivia. And Brandon's like, give me your brain. I can replace the mass easily. And mm-hmm. so they draw on her to be like, this is where we're cutting out. And there's a very horrifying scene of her begging with Colonel Broyles for her life. But hey, it works, because he helps. And she manages to get to out of her cell, back into the tank, and fully teleport herself yeah. to the Blue Universe. Unfortunately, Colonel Broyles is not so lucky. He is the mass that is exchanged with Folivia, minus an arm and a leg. To make up for the difference in mass. Yeah. But hey, in happier news, the typewriter shopkeeper gets his legs back because he traded a piece of the machine to a shapeshifter. Ooh. Yeah. There I is a it's... lot happening in that episode. And man, when, when you hear that episode and we hear that the, this plot point has uh, like happened, we're like, wow, look, that's the, that's the mid-season finale, right? Right, nope. guys? Episode nope. 8. <laughs> <laughs> that's we episode are... 8. But guess, but guess what? Then we go to episode 9 and then we have the break. <laughs> Episode 9 is a lot of relationship drama. There's a guy who's going around stealing organs out of people, and it turns out that they were uh, organ transplants from a suicide victim, but he was like in either leading or in a support group and fell in love with this girl from a distance because he's a massive creep, and he's reassembling yes. her body parts uh, to reanimate her, but the reanimation doesn't go well, and he's like, oh, I knew it wasn't her from looking in her eyes. And Olivia's like, Peter, how did you not know it wasn't me from looking in my eyes? And yeah, so is, she's like, I don't want, to, this is, I don't want yeah, to be with you anymore. This is just a victim blaming 101. And Peter should have gone, you know, Olivia wasn't a Frankenstein's monster, like, <laughs> sewn together, <laughs> like, thing that was brought back together, brought back to life with science magic. She was genetically you, and it's... You know, I, I had no reason, and I, I hope that I still now have no reason to suspect that you aren't you. So Imagine stop. that double bluff. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, there's a third universe. This isn't our Olivia still. Uh. Yeah. Uh, me, uh, at the very end, Walter and Peter go get a milkshake, and Observer watches, uh, and he's like, hey, he's still alive. The one we're interested um, yeah. in. No, he says the one we're interested in is still alive. To leave it ambiguous, if they mean Walter, Peter, they mean Peter. Um, and yeah, that. So, so after the two week break, we have two episodes: December second, December 9th, and then we go on a month and a half hiatus um, for this this season of Fringe, and it comes back on January twenty first. Well, that's just the Christmas break. That's that is the Christmas break. Um, this and we come back to the from the Christmas break with. Um, Doc from Back to the Future as an old rock musician. As Roscoe. (laughs) Who, the keyboardist for Violet Sedan Chair. The totally (laughs) fictional band. 
his favorite fucking band. Uh, this is that a, is definitely still going in the other universe. Yeah, this is a, a fun episode because it's um, kind of the consequences of saving Peter's life. Um, they learn. The observer eventually tells them, like, "Okay, well, you pulled Peter out of there, and one night he stayed out late and caught a firefly." Well, a, girl a small down- child was supposed to catch that firefly instead. Her she'd never re- she didn't return on time, so her parents went out looking for her, and that caused uh, another person to die. And it, it turns yeah, out to be Roscoe's cause- son. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, just the observer yeah. kind of uh, prepping things to make sure Walter is ready to actually let Peter die. And gives him a warning, like, save the girl, give him the keys, knowing that it might kill him. Walter does. And now they're like, hey, cool. You let him die. Potentially let him die once. You need to do this again. Yeah. Um, I guess and the fringe element for this would be the time travel or the observers? Because they brought the that Roscoe yep. back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is the start of the precipice for viewership and fringe this season. <laughs> Yeah, because oh, that was a good episode, and they follow it right up with uh, Reciprocity, with our first big The Machine episode. Because, yep. hey, Massive Dynamic has fully assembled a machine, but nothing's working on it. Nothing happens until Peter walks in and the machine activates. And uh, they're like, oh, holy shit, what's going on? Then they realize that there's a mole and they're covered in shapeshifters uh, because some information gets leaked. And then a serial killer starts going about killing all the shapeshifters before Fringe Team can arrest them and investigate what's going on. Uh, the serial killer is also removing all of their memory chips. So Olivia's oh, look, f- the serial killer is Peter. Bam. And Nina um, has a little bit of a cliffhanger. Nina gets the books on the first people. She gets three different copies in three different languages, but they all say the same thing. And William Bell started the search years ago. Ooh. Ooh. Spoopy. Spoopy. Very. Yeah. All right. Uh, the fringe element, I guess, is the machine. Again. Yeah. Concentrate yes. and yeah. ask again. Well, machine and shapeshifters um, for yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, Concentrate and ask again. This one's horrifying, where a dude gets a creepy <laughs> doll for his birthday, and it shoots blue powder in his face, and then his bones disintegrate. Yep. This is all kinds of bad. Um, and hey, Project Jellyfish. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, we learned that this was a failed weapons experiment where they wanted to deploy this bone-melting powder as a chemical weapon, and they had a whole bunch of private military contractors working um, as, uh, not experiments, but as, like, uh, soldiers to deploy and perform the experiments for the scientists. Unfortunately, they ended up getting um, a kind of toxicity in their bloodline that ends up passing on the bone-melting to their children. Uh, or to any future children they attempt to have. Um, in a rage and revenge, the soldiers uh, band together to kill um, all of the people responsible for the experiments. In order to stop them, they yeah. have to get a mind reader. So they an old Cortexafan patient of Walters who has the ability to read people's... Yes. Um, and it's exceedingly painful for him because it triggers his uh, adrenaline response and goes into yeah. a permanent cycle, so he just gets very nauseous. Yeah. Um, Which sounds but, horrible. Um, Olivia asks him, like, hey, I know this hurts. I need you to read Peter's mind. And he just found he still has feelings. Ooh. And Nina also learns that the fate of the universe lies in Peter's feelings for which Olivia he wants to bang. Thanks, Sam yep. Weiss. Um, um, Nina also finds that all the first people book authors are anagrams of Samuel Weiss. <gasps> gasp. gasp. Jinx. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> 
or as we later learn, maybe not anagrams, but uh, you know, sort of anagrams because they're well, different no, letters. She, she says, yeah, she says the author names are anagrams. So who would you translate it? them? <laughs> Fucking stupid. Um, fringe element would be the Kataxafan again, mind reading, and also the bone melting powder. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we then move uh, on to immortality back in the red universe where Folivia is back safely at home. And this is just Red Universe investigating a fringe element in their universe. Uh, oh, this is Beetle One. This is yeah, Beetle this is One. This is a man ends up dying at an airport as beetles crawl out of him. Uh, yeah. So that call fringe division is like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and a and scientist. We learned was... that uh, sheep are gone. Yes. Yeah. We learn that some sort of uh, fringe event happened that ended up killing all of the sheep, which as a side effect killed these special beetles that live in sheep as parasites. And these beetles are required for a uh, cure to bird flu, avian flu, avian flu that a scientist was working on and his, as his like magnum opus in order to like end up in the history books. So he goes a little bit insane at this and starts trying to find other animals the beetles can live in and finally settles on humans. And he's just so obsessed yeah. with this drive to be famous and immortal as a scientist that he kills people and eventually kills himself looking for a cure. Um, hey, and but... we learn that Olivia is six weeks pregnant with yeah. Peter's baby. Yeah. I, the, the sort of the, the end of that episode is him having basically like trapped uh, Olivia, um, gives her a glass of water, which is how he'd um, previously infected the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Though this time it turns out just to be water because Olivia yeah, starts just, having... Just to be water. As Olivia starts to panic. Yeah. I'm assuming he, he looked and went, oh god, she's pregnant. That's that's probably not cool. I guess I can use me. <laughs> I uh, do have boundaries. <laughs> but I Listen, I'm scene, a strong pro-lifer. I uh, did think the scene at the end here was pretty cool because it is like them, yes. Lincoln and Olivia panicking in the um, ambulance and they're trying to get, they're basically doing an ultrasound to see like what's wrong with her and they're about to inject her or something that'll flush out into our system and then the nurse is like wait no you're pregnant don't do that <laughs> it'll kill well, it's the not baby. E- it's not even her and lincoln it's her and her boyfriend at the time oh yes um, yes yes which is yes, yes, the yes. most awkward shit ever because he just got back from a long business trip to fight the black plague and then frank the leaves plague, the show no it's frank smallpox specifically sh- that's not oh, the black okay. plague that is is smallpox not, yeah. not the Black Plague? No, they are no. two very different things. Oh, okay. Uh, the bubonic plague. Is plague. Oh, okay. I always I just think of it as... Um... Um, Frank leaves the show forever. He's done. Goodbye. Yep. And um, real, real quick as well, because this is funny to mention, um, between Firefly, the start of this, like, brought up, um, we've lost a million viewers over the four episodes at a Jesus. consistent 250,000 an episode. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Fringe got a fourth season. Um, that's okay. Oh, we also see Walternate with his mistress. Yes, that's what yes, this episode. Yes, this is, Our, this is, is the, the worst alternate. scene. Can, can we agree? Is that the worst scene in the entire season? Like, probably. Just, I think without any memeing or any of our like weird interpretations, because if we do our weird interpretations, then everything Lincoln does is the worst scene. But just <laughs> as it is, yes, this is the Such worst scene of the season. Scene, yeah. <laughs> uh, it it basically comes Brandon. Uh, they have Cortexafan now, and he's like, "Hey, Walternate, we can get better results with younger patients." And Walt's like, "Oh no, I we won't experiment on children." And yeah. then he asks his mistress to confirm if that was a good decision. 
And his mistress is like, you're a strong, independent man. You should experiment on children. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was fucking weird. It was um, very weird. Next is he, 6B. Um, this was a fun one. I like this This one. was this an was awesome episode. episode. 6B, I, the, we have um, sorry, a bunch fringe of... element for last episode is growing people. Yes. Yes. Um, 6B, a bunch of partygoers end up dying when the balcony they're standing on disappears briefly um, and then reappears. Uh, fringe team gets sent there and they take some readings. They think at first at first that the uh, walls of reality and the walls of the universe are breaking down because the laws of physics stop working uh, briefly. So they get very concerned that their universe is starting to go through the same thing that the red universe is going through. But we later learn on that there is an emotional quantum entanglement between a old widow in the building called Alice and her the alternate version of her husband who is in the other universe. Yeah, so because, her husband um, died in Blue Universe and his wife died in Red Universe yeah. because it, it's kind of represented as a coin flip. It's a heads in blue, it's a tails in red, and they always coin flip yeah. for stuff, and a coin flip literally decide. Yes. And so they're causing the universes to kind of forcibly merge on top of each other. Um, it's important and, to note, died by accident. This was not a weird suicide pact. Thing. No, no, it was like <laughs> gone, gone to flip the breaker and it, it electrocuted either of yes. them. There's a bad breaker, essentially, that killed uh, one of them. Um, and then we sort of learn here, uh, this is sort of one of the pivotal moments when it comes to Olivia and Peter's relationship, because it ends with Olivia managing to convince Alice that the person she, she's seeing is not her dead husband, and like isn't their ghost, but the alternate version of him, as they have a conversation between the two of them and it breaks down to Alice did we Alice saying did we have children and her husband going yes of course and her going you're not my husband we hate kids <laughs> we would never have children <laughs> which aside from that this is a sweet this is a sweet episode yeah. but i just thought uh, that yeah. was a little weird <laughs> we also see walter kind of panicking about the universal breakdown and has nina start to produce to seal them off if need be yeah. and Hey, Olivia and Peter resume their relationship. She's not afraid of it anymore because he's not glowing, and mm -hmm. they go and bang. She's not glowing, yeah. and she kind of realizes that that was a different person, and that you really can't fault Peter for not realizing. Yeah. And it's a nice mini arc of like, obviously Olivia is going to be kind of hurt and traumatized by this, yeah. and you see them kind of healing it and going on. It's yep. a nice little mini arc. Again, though, I feel like way too much victim blaming on Peter, like. Should have been some more like looking at his perspective if, and also some therapy for poor Peter. Yeah. If if this was if this show had come out like this year or last year, um, that entire arc instead would have been focusing way more on Olivia's trauma of having you know pretended like thought that she was a different someone person else lived your life. Yeah. The, the the entire thing would have been her reverting back to Olivia for little bits and then Peter seeing that and mm. seeing the parts of Olivia as Olivia. I could see uh, that as well. I think that would also be nicer to Peter. It it would be rough. That would be really rough if they did the, if they if they played that really well. That'd be an yeah. interesting thing to see. But also, like, yeah, no, they weren't thinking about that in yeah. twenty eleven. Uh, uh, <laughs> the fringe element there is universal quantum entanglement. Yeah, universal collision. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call that. Yep. Yeah, uh, we've, we've, then... we've got the. Uh... Sorry, go. I was just going to say it's it kind of goes back to the typewriter as well. We're seeing yeah. more yeah. of that quantum entanglement. Uh, we then go to subject 13, which is one of the coolest flashback episodes because they redo the whole theme for the show. Yes. In stunning, like, 19 mid-80s theme. 
Despite um, what your girlfriend says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hates the opening because the music is different. That's the only reason. Oh, that's so upsetting, though. <laughs> so She's good. like, yeah, it might be accurate and stuff. I hate the opening because it's different. It's so not good. saying it's right. I'm saying that's what it is. This is essentially a flashback episode to dealing with uh, Walter uh, doing the original Cortexafan trials on those kids at the airbase. Um, here we also get some more backstory of Olivia and Peter because Olivia starts having sort of her abilities trigger um, and she ends up sort of panicking and realizing that she's going to end up stuck with her abusive stepfather um, because of, you know, Walter needs her to be there because apparently the mix of trauma and love and hatred is perfect, which is all kinds <sighs> of not okay. Um, <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's but, impressive that we that we complete one story arc of Olivia and Peter trauma just to come directly <laughs> <start> into <laughs> horrifying other trauma, and we come to Peter being gaslit as a child here, with uh, because he yep. knows this is not his family. Um, he tries to uh, throw a brick through Raiden Lake to get back to his world, which he thinks is on the other side of the lake. Um, Peter's mother is having lots of issues dealing with this, um, and eventually the two stories come to a head when Olivia and Peter end up meeting at a tulip field that Olivia drew a picture of, and Peter notices that that's the only tulip field. Yes, and notices that this is the only happy picture that she drew, so that's where he assumed she would be. Um, Olivia sort of has a moment where she's no longer afraid, so her abilities sort of slow down. She doesn't burn. Peter as they hold hands and head back to the laboratory. Um, and we get uh, Peter's mom committing fully to the gaslighting here as well and then also turning to the drink as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And her becoming a weak woman. We, we, yeah, we see the moment where she becomes sad and weak. Like, we uh, can't really we, blame her. I feel so bad yeah. saying it every time, but like that's literally word for word what happened, what they said in the episode yeah. <laughs> about her. <laughs> like, and like um, Peter's a complete dick for like being like, "Wow, why did why would my mom be so like emotionally like tumultuous? I didn't do anything in my childhood to fuck with her." Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, but Olivia ends up going back for her stepfather, but Walter does threaten the fuck out of him. Yeah. Uh, important to note of this episode, um, this is the first episode this season that Akiva Goldsman um, helped uh, write slash uh, just write even. That makes um, sense. This was a standout yep. episode. It was a very good episode. Yeah. Fringe elements here would be more Katexafran and alternate universe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then we go back to a very strong, like classic Fringe episode with O's or Oz, Oz as you want to say it. Or we OS. have um, uh, we have gravity defying. Uh, burglars and it's awesome it is the opening shot in this is one of the best opening shots of the entire show um the man balloons (laughs) the dead man balloons basically a group of uh burglars uh are able to defy gravity by using a combination of osmium and uh lutetium 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 a weird toxic alloy that allows (laughs) that is somehow uh lighter than air a uh, Dr. Crick re- has discovered this and hopes to use detoxify it in order to allow his paraplegic son to walk again. Um, and as such, he needs more of the materials to com- uh, do research. So he basically preys upon other people who can't walk. Wheelchair uh, basketball players. Yeah, to um, uh, get them to work as burglars to steal the mi- uh, materials he needs to do more experiments. 
He's um, like, hey, you can walk again, but also you need to steal more of this shit for yeah. me. <laughs> Full on, just like the candy in a white van, just preying upon these poor children because uh, they're we, like they're like teenagers or like college aged up. No, the there's they're, they're they're there's also just like you know fully grown like. Oh, okay, uh, I'm just thinking about the one that he ropes into the, uh, later. Oh on. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Uh, we do also find out that from the aerospace engineer, he's like, I didn't go looking for this. It just worked one day, and I have no yeah. idea why. And this triggers Walter to be like hey, look, like the laws of physics are breaking down. We need William Bell back. Um, hey, look, he had this thing called soul magnets. And he was we, like, we should try and use these soul magnets to bring him back. And David's like, that's a stupid fucking thing. But then Peter and Olivia are talking and then a bell rings and William Bell is in the body of Olivia. Because of course he would use a fucking bell. <laughs> and we, we oh. immediately should hop into one of the best episodes of the season where Anna Torv plays Leonard Nimoy playing William Bell. And does an absolutely amazing job. This is such a fun episode. Surprise, surprise, Akiva Goldsman was part of the story writing in this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Essentially, in this episode, uh, we're dealing, trying to get William Bell out of Olivia's body. um, And as they are working through that, a person called Lincoln Lee, an FBI agent, comes to Fringe Team. Um, after discovering that uh, a suicidal woman can't die. Yes. Yeah. She, she keeps being at the scenes of suicides, but not dying. Yes. Um, of notably yeah. double suicides. Yeah. Uh, and she's this not is, dying. This is another thing where Walter's like, hey, look, I broke the universe. And maybe he did. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman, uh, her, like, her entire family was killed in a break and enter, except she came back to life somehow. And so has been trying to kill herself since and appears to think she can piggyback on suicide victim souls as they get taken away. She's yeah. very into the spirituality side of it, which she's very Catholic. at this point. <laughs> very, I think very, she's very Christian. I, I think she became Christian and she's just looking for answers wherever she can because she like, can't die. This is one of the fringe episodes that is weirdly religious and makes me realize, oh, right. Yeah. America is still mostly Christian. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, yeah. The the she big, gets. Oh, sorry. Go. I was gonna say the big the uh, big sort of like ending to this episode is after she um, meets another suicide, um, like another suicidal person, um, because she works at a hotline. Uh, she learns that he has planted a bomb and is planning on killing a bunch of people in a train, and she is the only one who can stop it. But instead of stopping it, uh, she's gonna ride their souls to heaven instead. Um. And but she has a change of heart after talking to the most annoying yeah, she <laughs> train partner out. in the world. <laughs> she pushes out at the last second. And, and she takes the bomb, walks uh, a little bit, not a little bit. She walks a ways away from the train and the explosion for that bomb finally kills her. Yeah. And this is where it gets weirdly religious, where William Bell, like Peter and William Bell are having a conversation. And William Bell's like, was it the kinetic force of the explosion that kind of reset her body's magnetism? Is that kept her alive somehow? They explained it as like the magnetic bonds of her atoms were supercharged and they wanted to stay together, which doesn't explain how she survives any amount of trauma whatsoever. It also okay, doesn't explain the fact that it. like she bleeds at some point as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait, what? Don't worry about <laughs> but, it. But whatever. And it's like, did the kinetic force undo that? Or 
was, was she meant to survive this long to prevent that bomb from killing Will? And you're like, William, shut the fuck up. Oh, hey, look, some <laughs> bells went off. You shut up. Oh, no, Olivia's back, and she is terrified about what's happening. Yeah, she's freaking the fuck out. And uh, yeah, Lincoln it's... does some stuff. He's here in our universe, too, and then leaves. And he's not a creep. Well, he yep. would be. He would be if he didn't see old man Olivia. <laughs> Uh, but hey, let's swap back over to uh, the alternate universe. It's been a while since we've been there. Um, mm-hmm. And let's look at um, Olivia now that this is sort of our first time after learning about her pregnancy scare. Yeah. Um, and here's Lincoln, here's Lincoln being a fucking creep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Right. Because right. he and... keeps going like you, you need a you need a partner Like you can't raise this child by yourself. Hey, you should marry hey, me. you know, who's got two thumbs? You can raise children. This guy. <laughs> Um, but Olivia goes, nope, I'd rather get kidnapped and be forced to give birth early so I can stop hearing about this shit. And yeah. that is exactly what happens. We also learned um, that this Olivia has a genetical condition or genetic condition that is passed down to her, ch- to her children that her sister also had that will end up killing her child. Yeah, it's like a 50-50 thing. Yeah. Yes, a jellical condition. <laughs> oh, no. That doesn't exist here, though. It's, it's a pollicle condition. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, Fringe Division, with the help of Henry Higgins, the cab driver, are able to track down Olivia, and they are able to uh, safely uh, deliver her child. And because she was accelerated to have the child, the uh, bacteria, I believe, that was going to kill both of them didn't have enough time to, like, fully mature. the virus. Yeah. I think it's bacteria. I think it's supposed to be a bacterial infection kind. No, it... It would have to be viral if it's propagated through... But, but Charlie, it's a bacteria. Don't worry about I it. I think they said bacteria um, in the episode is what I'm remembering. The wiki says virus, so who the fuck knows? I hope yeah, it's but virus. the people who Yeah, um, but the people who wrote the fucking wiki probably think that that cold flu guy makes perfect sense. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's also important to note that what we get from this is that... Um, Walter Lincoln and Charlie, during this in- investigation, or during the trying to find Olivia... Uh, find out that there was in fact a swap um and um holy shit what else has walter been doing yeah um, and also it turns we learned... out paying people to kidnap uh the <laughs> woman carrying his grandchild to accelerate yes. her pregnancy to get the blood quicker in order to do child experimentation which yeah. apparently hey. is okay with now after talking to his mistress well, no, no. it's fine it's <laughs> his fine mistress actually played his grandson <laughs> it's his grandson and it's probably only that little bit of blood that they need right nothing else yeah, because Lincoln and Charlie also go, hmm, Broyles kind of disappeared right around when the swap would have happened. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I wonder when the swap happens. back happened. As well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, next up we have a lysergic acid 19. diethylmade, or episode LSD. 19. This is episode 19. The gang goes into Olivia's mindscape in order to... In order to find her and pull her out to, uh, you know, sort of the classic gang: Walter, William Bell, <laughs> uh, and Peter. Listen, the gang, the, the boys. <laughs> um, they have to take lots of drugs in order to do this. Uh, Lance Riddick ends up getting, sorry, Broyles ends up getting high as well <laughs> through contact. Uh, just through contact, really. <laughs> he just touches yep. some stuff, gets uh, high. Um, it's just a fun episode uh, yeah this is the episode 19 uh, a lot of things actually happened in this episode it's pretty plot important because 
They go into Livy's mind. William Bell admits that they can't find a person to move his body into, so why not we try to put my mind into a machine? Like, I've done the research, this should work. Um, they go into the mindscape, then they travel through Olivia's mind. Uh, they end up finding Olivia back at the airbase in Jacksonville, uh, in the, in living under her original or her birth father's home. Um, there's a little bit of a misdirect where it's like, oh yeah, this is Olivia. And then Peter looks into uh, the fake Olivia's eyes and is like, you're not Olivia, you're Olivia, and points to child Olivia. Um, at this point, Peter gets uh, thrown out of the dream as well. Um, yep, and and we're left Bell with Belle and Olivia. Um, finally, um, as they're being chased by Olivia's subconscious, Olivia has a moment where she stands up and goes, fuck this, essentially, and her subconscious stands down. Belle's like, ah, here, this was just a test because I knew your greatest enemy was yourself, and now you're finally not going to doubt yourself or you're not going to, like, sabotage yourself. Um, now you're able to go back. You're a boss um, babe now. <laughs> yes. You are, you are a lady boss, Nailed and you it. can do this. You're a girl boss. No one's going to stop you. Nailed it. Except um, Leonard Nimoy says that in his gravelly voice. <laughs> Olivia, you're a girl boss now. <laughs> um, Olivia gets back into her original body, and they realize that the transfer for William Bell's mind to the machine failed, as William Bell never intended it for it to actually succeed, because he did all the math for it, and he knew that it was impossible. But hey, we have Olivia back. William Bell is probably gone forever, question mark, until next season, maybe? <laughs> or maybe season five is just William Bell, but young William Bell. It's like young Sheldon, but just young William Bell. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's actually just a comedy. Uh, uh, the fringe element for this would be all the mindscape and mind transfer things. <laughs> the fringe element, nah, the fringe is, element LSD. is just LSD. <laughs> yeah, just straight LSD. Uh, we next. do get the great scene of broils on acid yes. multiple times. <laughs> Um, and hey, talking about also... uh, Twizzlers being the perfect creation. <laughs> perfect spiral. Uh, Can see why he far, likes it. And by far my favorite um, next episode clue from the previous one, where there is just that bird that we see on Broyles' shoulder. Oh my um, gosh. In the Bloodline <laughs> one. Um, yeah. Next episode is 6.02 a.m. EST. Um, Walter Nitt activates his Doomsday Machine, or the machine on uh, the Red Universe's side. They end up causing widespread fringe elements in the blue universe, like uh, basically biblical plagues. Oh, yeah. Biblical... This is the episode where fucking nothing happens. Yes, basically. They end up realizing, hey, we need to figure out a way to stop this. Peter's like, oh, I know if I active go in the machine on our side, maybe I can deactivate it. He tries to go in. It knocks him unconscious and really like clocks him in the face, essentially. Um, and so, then... so I would I would like to briefly point out, Charlie, you saying that this is the episode where nothing happens. This was the one that you and Charlie rated high and I rated low, and then it was the next one that I rated high and you guys rated low. This episode's uh, still fun compared to the next episode. <laughs> no, the ep next episode was way more fun. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, on the Red Universe side, Olivia has a change of heart and decides to uh, try and get Peter to uh, turn off the machine as well as convince Walter to stop his machine because she's like, hey, there's like six billion people on that side. Like, I'm not willing to be a part of killing six billion people regardless of what happens like regardless of if it saves our universe or not um the in fringe return, division alternate locks her up yes in return alternate locks her off and goes if you weren't my if you weren't the mother of my grandchild you'd be dead <laughs> nepotism bitch and then <laughs> walks away uh but yeah sam weiss also shows up at the end being like i got i could help peter 
Take yeah. me to Peter. I'm Sam Weiss. <laughs> Remember me? Fringe elements here are the machine again, and also just uh, other universe stuff. I think I think the machine were. Yeah, the next three episodes are basically just, just the, the machine. machine. Yeah. Well, excuse uh, you, the fringe element in the next episode is Sam Weiss. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, we have the last Sam Weiss, a terrible, terrible episode. We get Sam Weiss's that... backstory, where his yeah, six-generation removed great-grandfather or something discovered uh, was the first one to translate the first people manuscript and yeah. became a staunch defender of the universe's and the and named his son Sam Weiss and gave him the same. And it comes all the way down to this Sam Weiss. And his duty being performed by the end of the episode is the last Sam Weiss. Yeah. Um, um, they essentially go on a boring fetch quest. Uh, Peter <laughs> wakes up on his own at some point with some memory issues, but he gets them back because, you know, whatever. During this entire thing, there are lightning storms happening uh, in thin air, and they're killing a lot of people and burning them really badly. So, you know, things aren't great. Um, but after the boring fetch quest, they get a magic device that will let Peter go into the machine because, you no, know, sorry, you say they get a magic device. They get a piece of paper. That's a picture of <laughs> oh, Olivia yeah. and they find out Olivia is the magical device that lets them get into the machine. I forgot. It was just Olivia. Oh. It wasn't. Even... It's, they it's went great. on a boring this, fetch this quest to go, is... hey, Olivia's a telekinetic. Maybe we could use that. Maybe she can use telekinesis to hold back the force field. Um, Olivia does some practicing and is like, yeah, I can do it or something. And then Peter finally gets into the machine. And wakes up in the future. And then Bang. immediately gets hit by a truck or a bomb. <laughs> like a truck, but with, you know, shrapnel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and we have finally the day we died. Um, this is the season finale. Um, here, Peter starts off in the future where they are in a basically the bad future, the bad end. Uh, Red the, Universe was destroyed by Peter. Yes, by using the machine, technically in self-defense. Uh, Walter is in prison for even breaking the boundaries of the universe and therefore setting this all off. Uh, they Walter are realizing, a terrorist. Walter is a terrorist, and they're realizing that the Blue Universe is also breaking down now, similar to the Red Universe. Because, hey, the um, universes are tied. They need to survive together. Yeah. Uh, Walter figures out, hey, we're the first people. I can send pieces of the machine back in time somehow, ignore mm -hmm. that, and I'm going to send you back in time to the moment you stepped into the machine to destroy the other universe with this knowledge so that no, you no, do something no, else. No, 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 no. I'm going to send no, no. you back. I'm going to send the no, no. back in time you to the future. To the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Sorry. <laughs> the mind is going into the future so that he can see what happens so that it doesn't happen again. He can yes. make the choice, but again. So you can make um, so you can make the choice, but this time knowing what happens in the future, maybe you're experiencing this right now. Who knows? <laughs> and he um, looks into the camera and <laughs> winks. Uh, during this, Walternet also manages to kill uh, Olivia in the future, really setting Peter off into a bad place. Yeah. Um, yes. We also learned that uh, Ella has become a fringe agent too in the future. Yeah, yes. in case you forget who Ella is, it's Rachel's daughter. And in case you forget who Rachel is, it's Olivia's sister. Remember um, those people? Yeah, yeah. neither did we. <laughs> but yeah, there's the big reveal of the first people. It's Walter throwing pieces of junk through a time so, vortex in Central Park. Yeah, um, I have I've a thing we'll, we'll get into once we wrap up. But yeah, that's uh, the season finale. Uh, well, Peter well, ends you, up coming. I was going to say, yeah. you're missing Peter, something. <laughs> 
Peter ends up coming back now after having his vision of the future, and he realizes that he can use the machine to combine both universes at this point and let the two universes have a discussion or a negotiation in order to save both universes. And then once he has done that, he vanishes, and everyone does not react, and they start going into a blame game between two sides about what's going on, and as that, goes, as that begins, we cut to all the observers watching a... What are they watching specifically? The Statue of Liberty. Yes, the Statue of Liberty, where, where both teams are located right now. Um, and they're going, oh, yes, yes, so it's happening. Un- yeah, you were right. So they didn't remember him. And our observer goes, yes, that's right, because he never existed in the first place. Ooh. And that is and the season end. <laughs> that's Fringe season three. You don't have to watch any of the episodes now. You don't have to listen to our podcast. Just listen to this episode. <laughs> Boom. So first point before we go into favorite episodes and favorite things. The first people reveal. Disappointing, yes? Yes. Yes. Um, has, um, has Fringe done an overarching like season plot or like mystery reveal well? Because the pattern from season one kind of sucked as well with the reveal that pattern was just... Pattern from season one sucked. Which is uh, just agreed. concentric circles surrounding Raiden Lake. Like, you guys are fucking idiots. I don't... What was season two's big mystery? Uh, that was the war between universes, I think. Yeah, it was. Which it was, was okay. Just war between universes which uh, I don't. Like, I don't know if that was the like that didn't feel like the same as right. the pattern or the first people Can, though. I don't like, know if they had so, one to be honest. So here's here here's what I'll say. The big thing from season two was bringing us over to the other universe, displaying like showing us that side, um, and the like hook of look Olivia's is switched. Um, yeah, the that's way not... that they ran it, it wasn't it doesn't have the same vibe as either of the like overarching like sort of stuff that we're talking about in season one and season three. Yeah, but the way that they implemented the alternate universes was excellent. Yes, um, I would say that is... season two did way better in their overarching plot, but they Maybe didn't have an season... overarching mystery. Maybe Olivia's role in everything they kind of hyped that up. Yeah, but again, they didn't really reveal on like it just her powers. Like... I yeah, I don't I I really don't know. Like, at the end of um, season two, yeah. as far as we're concerned, like, Olivia sure was a Kotaxa fan kid and has these powers, but, like, she's not important aside from that, like, aside from who she is. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. some sort of mystery, like, why is Olivia involved? It's like, well, because she was a Kotaxa fan kid and she's a very good agent. Like. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, season, season three, the machine, and, like, the, specifically the origins of the machine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like machine very, machine yeah. cool. How machine got there bad. And also the first people were the first people. Uh, uh, so much better than what it could have been. Um, is yeah. the only thing I'll say. There are way <laughs> no, better ways I to do it, it but there are be... also way worse ways to do it. I want it to already... be advanced people that were here before dinosaurs, because that Fringe can go is... off in Fringe... so many different directions. Fringe already jumped the gun with with friggin' aliens. Like we know aliens exist in this universe from the ep- season two, like uh, the Russian X-Files spaceman episode. episode. Yes. Yeah. So like, if it had been aliens, that would have been fine. Neat deep in Randy dust. Advanced. If it had even been yes, advanced was... humans. If it had even been advanced humans that got so advanced that they left, um... yeah, that would have been that the the reveal that it's just them uh, in the future and it's time travel is very disappointing to me. It's not quite as disappointing sadly, as the pattern reveal, but still very disappointing. Sadly for me, sadly for me, I think it is decidedly average because there are so <laughs> many ways that I could see them fucking it up even worse. But there could have been like, so many ways for it to be better too. You're right. You're right. And it's Which is sad why it's mediocre. Find this average. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's average. Is it? It's squarely in the middle of. It's not yeah. good, but it's not. 
horrible. It, There's it worse directions to go. It, but it also doesn't bring me joy. It's uh, it's very annoying that it's detailed in like a one line monologue. Like or one line out of a monologue where it's like, hey, we're the first people, but also yeah. like all this other shit is happening. <laughs> On a whole, yeah. uh Nick, how did you enjoy your rewatch of season three? Yeah. What do you rate um, this season? Sort of first watch. Um, I think this is so. As we sort of talked about at the end of last um, last episode, um, I think this was the best like best season so far. Um, I think they've gotten better as we've. Won. Um, so yeah, no. The, the in terms of, I'm not going to give the like stars or like whatever rating thing. It's just currently it goes, um, you know, three, two, one in terms of best to worst. Yeah. I think we discussed um, this last episode already with our did. season ratings. Yeah, we did. Because we essentially all just said three, two, one. So let's yeah, not. Yeah. We we, three, we don't two, have one. to go over that again. Uh, what is everyone's favorite episode? So just the episode specifically of this season. Um, Most of the Akiva episodes. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really gotta say it's it's probably Stowaway. Stowaway is so much fun. Stowaway is very good. I'm gonna go with Subject Thirteen. Um, it, it's I, a toss that, up that between those so two. Fun. It's got to be a toss-up. Um, I will also two. say, uh, unlike you guys, I also really, really enjoyed the day we. Um, so like, um, I like the day we die, for which me, is the finale that's episode. Fair. Um, I just didn't I like would, the last time twice. Toss- <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I would like say it's a toss-up for me between Subject Thirteen and the day we died. I um, I I like sections of the last Samwise, and it's the parts with Samwise in them, <laughs> and he's being witty and being Professor Professorson. I think I that's, will that's go fair. then with uh, Oz. Or OS, because okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked I liked episode. Oz. It was just a fun episode. It felt like back to se- like Prime season two, where it's just sort of mystery of the week, and they're working through the science and they're working through it. Uh, Honestly, it's hard to pick because also like I'm looking through six B is also one of my favorite episodes. Six B was gonna be yeah, one. It's such a was the sweet other story. At its I was gonna core. say that or Amber three one four two two. I thought was also a very good episode. Like that, I could just watch yes. again. A great problem to have yeah. this season absolutely has at least half of the season is like good i would rewatch these uh, episodes or firefly as well firefly was good yeah it's sort of it's sort of crazy because we get caught up in the last like third of the season because there's so many good episodes in it and there's still yeah. a lot of good stuff in the first two thirds that you just kind of forget about because you've watched them in order well i think because they're uh, not <laughs> they're also not as uh plot heavy to the overall plots you kind of forget the about first them the first quarter of this season is super plot dense yeah without and then you kind of yeah. it kind of loosens as well and then it yeah. picks back up but like there's a lot of episodes in that middle that are really really good episodes they're just not as important as the plot so you kind of forget about it by the time we're down here yeah all right uh, uh let's now... do favorite fringe elements yeah i was gonna yes. say for now for potentially the significantly easier thing fringe elements because there's Far fewer fringe elements this season. There's so little this season. Uh, it's yes. like a lot of these episodes are we're in an alternate universe. It's the machine. It's shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, Nick, you can go. I'm first. gonna. Yeah, I'll I'll go with um the plateau until the end. Uh, I'm gonna go with um the the limitless drug, but w- right up until the end of it. Uh, the way that that <laughs> like entire thing was done was fun until the last little bit. The, pl- the plateau um, where he, but... until the, until he starts talking to only a computer. He can only it's... communicate with the computer now. <laughs> the rest of that and the way that they portray that fringe element was super fun. One one zero 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 one one. 
<laughs> the world is just a Rube Goldberg machine for him. It, it yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no that was super it was just, freaking it was, cool. It was a super fun thing, and I knew I know neither of you guys were gonna pick it because you hate the end to it too much. Uh, <laughs> you say that I was going to say as a fringe element. The oh damn, All the, right. yeah. the Rube Goldberg setup stuff is fun. Yes. Um, David, what's yours? So I have more time to think. I'm gonna go with the bone disappearing powder. Shit. Cause uh, the bones. absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Oof, like, ouch, thing. my bones. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely horrifying concept. And I think done very well in the episode to show how dangerous it is and how terrifying it is. Especially mm-hmm. when you have people who are immune to it. Um, I will go with the weightless toxic metals in, um, especially because yep. they kind of portray weightlessness. They do the, the superpower deconstruction thing again, where it's like, yeah, cool. You can float. You also can't turn it off. You have to wear very heavy boots and oh, look, all your, the muscles in your legs are atrophied, which, yeah. although that was because they were in a wheelchair, but that would take some time. What's well, that as well? And then also, like, be careful. Don't just float off into space and then yeah. get, like, f- and then die. You need these super heavy boots or else you will just suffocate because you'll float up to the upper atmosphere. It's, will it's you one die of those... from suffocation first or just exposure? I think we talked about this. I think it's first. Yeah. You yeah. will freeze to death uh, first. But yeah, no, yeah, like, it's just fun. one of those fun, take a super ha- superpower, make it realistic, and then shit all over it that I really enjoy when Fringe does it. So, hey, you heard it here fo- first, folks. Um, OS, best episode of the uh, season, con- considering that it had both the best fringe element for one of us and the best episode for yeah. us. Honestly, so, try to choose different episodes as well when we do this kind of thing. So Honestly, but, uh, yeah. OS might, or Oz might be the best episode as a like classic fringe episode. Just as a standalone, yeah. Possib- like, self-contained possibly fringe Possibly the episode, entire yeah. show. Like, uh, hey, <laughs> do, you, do you want to introduce someone to fringe and season three is currently airing? Show them, show them Oz, because yeah. that should hook. Because it does also have connections to the overall plot, but they're not like super they're vital. Not strong, yeah. Well, yeah. until Olivia becomes William Bell in the last like twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. That that leads into a super fun plot point. <laughs> Just um, David. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, I think next up we have my predictions. Hot yeah. Hot are they hot right, takes David, or just predictions? I feel like hot takes would be uh, de- my commentary. <laughs> yeah, no, these are definitely just predict- predictions. Okay, okay uh, so but... so far I have Peter shows up uh, next season. Maximum, we're going two episodes without Peter, but mm-hmm. only one episode without Joshua Jack. Yes, because I think he'll appear like as a spectral figure or like a flashback or something. Well, that's that's Peter. Yes, but I mean, not like I is what I'm saying is. Peter will come back fully, like as yeah. his character. Okay, is what okay. I mean. Yeah, no, it, like yeah. someone might remember, or Peter will be in the background of things or whatever. But yeah, like Joshua Jackson will get a, a paid for that part, episode and will be noticed. Okay, by the, he won't be noticed by the cast. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, next else? prediction: uh, Peter's child is going to be important. I believe Peter and Olivia's child. I think they kind of left that plot thread open with what's going on there, and also why. Because it was her mom, right, at the end of that episode, who was helping with the uh, grow child fast. I think uh, so. No, I think... her mom no? did not know about that. Okay, it was just Walter. Was it just what? No, because it we was... had a reveal with like with the nurse who was helping her. It's like some other blonde lady, right? Was that her mom, or am I just confusing no, two blonde white mom. women? It is not her mom. <laughs> You're okay. just confusing blonde white women. 
Okay. Her mom, we all thought, like, the way that the episode played out, it felt like it was her mom, like, who was pulling okay. the strings, but it was But it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, but I think Peter's child, they left that kind of loose and open, and I think that's going to be some sort of large component to this. Maybe that's <laughs> going to be... open, just like that child <laughs> left Olivia. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's... Maybe he'll be, like, the way they get Peter back, or maybe that's they'll be the, he'll be the way someone remembers Peter. So, like, hey, where did you get that child from? <laughs> Next prediction is Astrid based. I think Astrid is going to move up to be a full fringe agent here, like an actual field agent. Uh, they sort of played around with that already with her being a fringe agent in the future at the end of The Day We Died. Um, so I think we're going to start with season four, especially because if they are, do start down Peter, I think they'll start with Astrid sort of in Peter's position as second in command and like bouncing board for Olivia. Any other one? I have three more. <laughs> uh, William Bell comes back. They are not <laughs> leaving. All right, he fucking calls it. <laughs> William Bell comes back in some form, and by that I mean, um, like more than just a mention. I think he has a presence in the story somehow. So, I don't so know. Are you saying that Leonard Nimoy's voice yeah, is going to reappear I, in Fringe? I don't. Unfortunately, I don't remember how sick Nimoy was at the time, so I don't want to make any like declarations that he'll definitely make a vocal appearance so he'll have plot relevance he'll have plot relevance more than just like a brief mention of like uh the company of massive dynamic or anything like okay we'll say serious plot relevance yes serious relevance that isn't just his previous work but is something something new like something new and something relevant to the new story yeah um next uh second to last i think lincoln will join fringe team um or at least red universe lincoln will join fringe team not red universe blue universe our our universe yeah Um, we have fringe team is fringe team is blue fringe division is red yes so i think some i think lincoln will be um it's either like my thing is either astrid or maybe lincoln lee will take that replacement slot is it lincoln lee isn't lincoln lee scott pilgrim i don't know no it's it's lincoln lee oh okay (laughs) that's a stupid name (laughs) But yeah, I think I think Lincoln will come, make an appearance, and I think he'll become one of the main cast members for Fringe Team, and I think specifically Blue version of Lincoln Lee. Just because why what else would we get introduced to him back then in Stowaway, if not for him making a bigger appearance later on? Um, and my last prediction, you're both so silent during this. <laughs> I just can't assume, say well, because I know, but so, I just assume so, yeah, you're David, typing fury. Point. I assume you're just typing furiously to each other while I'm doing this. No, no, I'm yeah, actually we'll taking notes. To <laughs> All right, and my last thing, I think Nina and Sharp, uh, I think Nina Sharp and Broyles get together and have a baby. <laughs> get, have a baby? Goddamn! You think Nina right. can have a baby at her age? <laughs> yes. Do you think Nita, who maybe, had enough cancer to require maybe, a, 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 an entirely new arm, is looking to having a child? Maybe they don't have like a biological baby. Maybe they adopt or something, but I think they have a child. But Okay, so, so not only is the Broyles and Nina relationship going to be brought to the forefront, but also <laughs> they're going to add a child. And damn, yes. that is... Yes. <laughs> that... That one That's is a mostly that one is mostly that, a that, wish. That is that is the hot take there, David. <laughs> that one's mostly a wish rather than a actual <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I don't actually think that's gonna happen, but I hope it happens. Okay, and then also, David, you were talking about how you, how you had predictions about what season five was. 
Oh um, yeah, did we want to do this? So, yes, let's get those now. Um, I don't remember what I said last time, but now looking at where we are in the story, Peter's gone. I definitely think he's going to come back. What the fuck could season five be? <laughs> um, uh, season five will be so all I think all of most of season four will be them deciding how to merge the universes and dealing with the aftermath of that. So I think season five, my current um, guess is going to be them investigating fringe cases that specifically deal with the aftermath of merging the universe. Maybe looking into other universes as well. So sorry, season okay. four will be merging the universes. Yes, but I think that's going to take quite a bit. Like, I think that's going to take a while. Okay, and then season five will be dealing the with fringe cases. Either, yeah, either dealing arise. with the aftermath of the merging of universes or them investigating other universes. So I guess I have two guesses. And, and why do you think that that is going to be terrible? <laughs> Um, because I feel like they're going to lose cast members. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that would be, that would be the surefire way for season five to be terrible was if they were to lose any of the main cast at this point. And if season five is just like, uh, I don't know, like just John Noble with some random people running around or just, just oh. John Noble and, and Anna Torf. Like if they can't, if they can't get Joshua, like if they can't get, um, Joshua Jackson and Lance Riddick and, um, Yaska uh, Nicole. Yaska Nicole but yeah, back yeah. and it's just the two of them. I think that's probably why it's terrible. Would make the most sense uh, to me because you would lose all the character like stories between yeah. them and it would just be the case by case fringe, which sometimes fringe isn't great at. Um other thing that I'd like to ask cuz I I talked to I I talked briefly with Charlie about this, but like one sort of like interesting thing is like from seasons 1 through 3, we've seen a bunch of things that have like a bunch of like plot points or things or like possible story hooks that have kind of just got like thrown to the wayside. The one Big we Eddie. always meme about is Big Eddie or the uh <laughs> or the Ghost Network. Um if if you were to have whether it's like just another single episode or like a mini series or like something like that, what would you want Fringe to like explore from like what what element oh david would God. you want to see them bring in um can i do um, more or, than like, one? explore further <laughs> yes 100 uh, um sure sure <laughs> um what the fuck was john scott's deal do we do, do, we, do we know yet <laughs> all right all right like, he, was, his he was maybe was? he was a maybe a member of the nsa <laughs> but also like why did the nsa have him as like a secret agent with the memory chips in his hands like what the fuck yeah no. <laughs> what the fuck was john scott's deal um more what have zft been up to since their leader like killed himself or got killed by trying to cross universes because they had a whole fucking like army. organization and an yeah. army and like advanced technology so what have they been up to double and agents then, within the fbi yeah and then finally i think uh the rest of the cortex fan kids because we learn just in this season as well that there were other kids not even just the Jacksonville yep. kids. Yep. So what was up with um, John Scott? What's going on with ZFT? And what's going on with the Cotexa fan kids? Yeah, those would be my three plot points I want them to explore further. Interesting. I I honestly <laughs> never even thought of the John Scott thing. I pushed him so far neither, out of neither my had mind I. once he left Just because the they, they put, built so much into his story in season one, and then we touched upon it again this season as well. 
and then just nothing. Like, what was his deal? Like, fully, like, what? So one that I would really like to see, I'd really like to see um, even more, like, probably even a couple of years before we see, like, the, like, flashback difference that we had this time of um peter like young young walter and young william bell um and oh seeing that would be cool fringe fringe from the 70s um like, like the beginnings of massive dynamic or of them teleporting yeah, the, cars the beginnings and of stuff. massive dynamic and like them doing just wacky bullshit and like you could bring in whole like government hijinks if you want, or the like whole like oh we're trying to like get like you know trying to like start massive dynamic and all of those sort of things and bringing in all of that and then you could so just like young if William you want Bell you could flash Walter forward into fringe science. Basically. Yeah, and then if you wanted, you could like sort of like flash it forward quickly to like the end it's, of it being uh, Nick, William Bell stealing the parts of um, Walter's brain. Nick, I think it could it could be really cool. Nick, you get that, but it's just like a twelve episode series of suits, essentially, with them dealing with the oh. legal aspects of starting a company <laughs> and oh. getting government contracts. Oh, no sci-fi at all, just law. Bam! Season five, right there, David. <laughs> just legal proceedings it literally just turns into an episode of suits yeah but no for like a full 12 episode season the the connecting point is um ah she's a princess now oh um megan markle megan markle (laughs) i don't i don't know what i would want fringe to pick back up again that i was like oh man why'd you abandon this plot line i guess kind of like make the first people better that's that's, <laughs> that's just almost, rewrite that entire. Yeah, that's shit. almost just no. asking for a retcon rather than like touch upon yeah. the story again. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it's, it's. I don't know what I uh, want them to do more. Maybe, uh, actually, no. I do. I want to see the red universe collapse. Like how they got to this point. Oh, like full on, yeah. like blue universe be, destroying really red cool. universe. Uh, maybe like Walter's trial, like Walter's reveal to the blue universe no, no, as well. No, no, I mean in prior to the the flash forward. I mean from the point where Peter is kidnapped and mm-hmm. taken to blue universe, red universe is history. Like I want to see oh. episodes of like fringe division being formed the vortex yeah. and them dealing like, cause you can do a really gritty story with it's like, okay, we need to kill 3000 people to save Harlem. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you could do a lot yeah, of no, dark storytelling cool. that way. Them discovering the Amber, the discovering this is the only way like Walter and it's rise to power essentially. Like, yeah, cause that'd the be politics, interesting. The politics surrounding that. Cause that would be like sort of a house of cards situation. Sort of like climbing to power yeah. as well. Yeah. I think that cool. would be super fun. Well, that was sort of that was what I wanted to ask about because I thought that would be a fun thing to yeah. sort of figure out at this point. Oh, definitely out, like, wild possible spinoffs or things to wild yeah. guessing of things that I at least don't know about is very fun for me. It's really fun oh, yeah. hearing your wild guessing because, as we've seen in previous predictions, you've been super good on some stuff and wildly wrong on some other stuff. It's I, really good. Listen, Nina and Broyles kissed. That is all that matters <laughs> to me. <laughs> I called that based off them having a conversation on a bench in season one. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'll give you that. That did was beautiful. Did you guys beautiful. not think that was... A, what did you guys think when I said that? <laughs> like, I, I think I messaged Nick and I was like, how the fuck did he call this? 
Yeah, like, there, there, there are a couple messages couple between us where that. where Charlie was like, "How the fuck did he guess this?" Um, <laughs> yeah, most of the DMs that I have with Charlie are either hockey bullshit or um, what the fuck is going? What the fuck was uh, <laughs> it was David, David on. on about with this? Hey, sometimes I'm right. <laughs> One of, one of my favorites, and this is this is great because, David, you won't even know what this is about because I'm not going to say around this time, but one of the more recent ones that he had was just Charlie sending me a message while we were recording saying, how pissed is he going to be? It's kind of an expected subversion. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did I said that? Well, don't tell uh, well, me. because then yours. Yeah, I'm not going to tell David. Don't tell me because then I might be able to work out what episode that was. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now I have to remember the record date for this. But, oh, don't tell me these things. <laughs> now I'm, no, I'm going to be doubly upset. <laughs> um, David, I'll give you a hint. I believe that actually relates to this season. I believe that's talking about the first people. I think you made a call on the first people. Oh, um, okay. Um, during one episode, um, and specifically with, with that. But I might be wrong, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what that one was. All right. Uh, so don't worry, you've already hit it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I okay. think that's everything for this episode. We did yeah. special features. We did a episode, uh, s- season review, favorite episode, favorite fringe element, and also predictions, which I think yeah. is what we do normally for these special features episodes. Yeah, um, do we have? They're normally a little bit one. longer. Uh, yeah, I mean this hey. one's nearly two hours, dude, of yeah. recording. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a while. Um. But yeah, um, I guess on that note, unless yeah. Charlie or David, you guys have any th- any last things you want to say? Um, do we um, have a any more uh, special episodes planned for the season end, or are we going straight into season four next time? I think we're hopping straight into season four. Unless we wanted to do that thing uh, where we watch Zoom and talk about it. No, no. I'm, let's let's do season four. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's Fair let's enough. watch some quality TV. I'm very excited for season four. <sighs> I'm as well. I am right. also shocked that we've made it this far. It. Me too. It's awesome. Um, Even if no one is listening to this, uh, I've said this I'm before, proud of and us. I will I will continue to say it. This really helped getting through corn. <laughs> yeah, yes, it really did. <laughs> Being it's... able to look forward to this weekly or multiple times if we're back when we are crazy and did batches on the same day, just knowing Those... like, hey, I get to talk to David and Nick about a stupid TV show for an hour and a half was good. It was good. Yeah, it's, it's been good. And we've kept we've been consistent. I'm, I'm proud of us for that. Hey, we might not have people listening, but we can be proud of ourselves. We have not missed uh... a single week for releases since we started this fucking insane we've we've slowly dropped on our uh, backlog we but, used know, to have three episodes of backlog now we have no episodes of backlog <laughs> <laughs> it's great well, technically we uh, have one tech oh it's it's a close one it's though. a close uh, one though because we record it and then i edit and put out the our banked episode on monday <laughs> yeah um but hey, um i guess on that note uh look forward to us in season four and um Fuck, David, why, why do I have to do this as an outro? Uh, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, dude. Nah, it's got it's got it's got to be Saturday Night Live now. Uh, after its Chicago intro. Uh, wait, wait, what the fuck is? Uh, never mind. I don't even remember what the outros are for Saturday Night Live most of the time, and I'm not willing to put in a musical performance. And then goodbye and a bunch of clapping. Uh, <laughs> 
So, hey, audience, imagine that. And while you're imagining that, uh, also imagine how awesome this podcast is and how you really want to go like it and then subscribe to it on any of your podcatching services of choice. Um, you should go find us not only wherever you're currently listening, but also on like Amazon, uh, wherever their podcasts are. I'm forgetting the name now. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, our home on Podbean, and probably like 40 other ones that David's applied us for. And hey, go find us on all of them. It's an Easter egg hunt. Um, just like this episode. Uh, um, Download the waveforms really... of encoded symbols. <laughs> they don't have access uh, to the waveforms. We'll, we'll give them access to the waveforms. Uh, don't. I'll please don't. One those, are, those are unedited. <laughs> yeah, no. They don't, you, you don't get those. Uh, anyway. All those David's racial slurs. Whoa. Hey, uh, I'm if not you really Nick. want if you really want the waveforms because now you think there's Easter eggs in them, maybe you'll get a response from David if you send him an email at forsaf at gmail.com. If or we tweet ever, at us at forsaf. If we ever start a Patreon, that can be one of the tiers. You can have the waveforms then. Oh hell yeah. That'd be terrible. Uh um but yeah if you yeah no you can either send us an email at forsaf at gmail.com or um send tweet at us at forsaf. Um, and hope you enjoyed this episode and this season. Um, join us next week when we start season four. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.